Like that running, was good. Like you're running through a jungle. Yeah, like it's it's like no no it's like the beginning of a movie you know it was like that guy's voice like is your name Nicole and you're like yes yes it is and like <laughs> how'd you know. <laughs> This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 61 of The Real Word. The word is up. It is up. And we've got two recalls, two recaps. No, they're not recalls. Yeah, they're not recalls. Not recalls. We're not recalling anything. There's no recall. You're not getting anything back. <laughs> uh, we are recapping. We are. We're going to do like a follow-up because lots yeah. of interesting things have happened this week. Absolutely. So we're going to follow up. Right off of last week's show, the Gary V discussion, mm-hmm. because Gary V himself on Sunday put out a video, put out an article recapping or redoing, I guess, well, his thoughts he d- on home ownership. He made it very clear, though. Are we rolling the video? Are we going to roll the video? Maybe we roll Which the video? video. There's a the video. The first one? No, the video. It's 20 minutes long. No, well, we're not going to roll that video. The part of it? That part? Anyway. Maybe. Well, maybe we roll it. We'll link. We can, we'll definitely yeah. link the video up. We'll link the article up. Because I think. But he's adding to his thoughts on homeownership. Well, he made it very clear, which he, which is exactly what you said in our first episode, is that it was taken way out of context. He was saying that it, it was exactly what you were saying. He was talking about, um, which is that. Uh, uh, There's some wrinkles though, so it's not exactly what I. It's, a, it's interesting Gary that he saying. thinks, though, that young 20-year-olds have $300,000 to put down <laughs> on a house. I was like, I don't even think I have $300,000 well, to put down on a house now, and I'm well, almost 40. He, here's where he got a little confused. Yeah, the 20- or 30-year-olds that are in Silicon Valley that are, you know, that he's connected to, that are creating apps, that are making tons of money, maybe, right? Now, where I got a little lost, and we're going to link up the whole article and the whole video— the video, by the way, is him talking to a real estate agent. Doesn't say who. Doesn't no. say where he's from. But this agent wrote Gary an email. Like you know, a lot of agents just either created a video like us or spouted out mm-hmm. on Twitter or well, whatever. This, this guy, I think, went to Agent Twenty Twenty One. This guy they went referenced, to, They referenced that a little bit. He on was there. a Miami agent. He was from Miami. He went to Twenty Twenty One, and he's buying into Gary's. Um, deep dive which is 10 grand so gary owed him at least a conversation i guess is maybe he doesn't owe him shit but Hmm. in his thoughts he owed him at least a conversation so they had a uh 20 minute phone conversation which will the whole video is up on on his youtube channel we'll link that up um and they you know they obviously recorded it so Hmm. That was interesting because it was a good discussion back and forth. Yeah. Where Gary lost me and where he loses me a little bit, even in his article that he wrote on his website, which we'll also link up, is that there is these 20 to 40-year-olds with the, the 200,000 because the, you know, we had a conversation on my podcast with Brian Fay, who's a loan officer, mm-hmm. that if you've got 200,000, just do an FHA loan and do 3.5%. And so then there you're like, okay, well, yeah. Three and a half percent on a three hundred thousand dollar home, you're paying ten to fifteen thousand down. So that's not a big chunk of your two hundred thousand. Right. Where I agree with Gary is if you're a twenty year old and you've got twenty thousand and now you're 
sucking up 15,000 of that 20,000 that you have mm -hmm. away from your business. Right. And you're running a business. You can't do both is the point. Yeah. You need capital to run business. You got to right. be able to pay people. You got to be able to run ads. And so if you're tying that up when you could be renting, but you're just choosing to own because you want to own or whatever your reason is, mm -hmm. you're hurting your business. Right. Yes. And, and so I agree with him there. Um, now, he gets into a lot of different things, even on his article. He, he starts talking about how student loans are going to tear down the economy. To me, that's a whole different issue on whether you should buy a house or not. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, in all honesty, I think the problem that we're finding, though, is that people actually can't buy a house, even if they want to, because of their student loans. So 100%, yeah. that's a totally different That's he, a totally different argument. Here's something he's absolutely right about. People can live in fancier places if they rent. 100% percent you can rent something in a better location that's fancier than if you were to put down a bunch of capital and buy it and then put in the money to maintain it right right yeah like think about where we are connecticut shoreline if you're going to buy a waterfront home that's more expensive to maintain right well but anything in the rent, northeast is more expensive to maintain because it's at least all 40 50 years old anyway so you're going to be dumping a ton of money into it anyway but um it's still all very interesting because again, I, I think, I think the, I think where I have the hardest time with it is his is his wording because he's talking about the American dream, um, and I still think that regardless, I mean, obviously you're renting, right? I am, and you're dumping your money into your business, correct? But I still think that like if that's but that doesn't mean that and that's I'm renting a fancier place than what I would. Probably yes, get you if are. I want. Right. So all of those things are check, 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 check. But in terms of like the American, the, the like, do you I'm certain that you still have the American dream idea in your mind. Like eventually you do want to buy. Well, what Gary's saying here, which I agree with, is that if you run your business right, and you now have this capital to invest in ads or employees or whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to now compound right. over, say, five years, the amount of money that you would have been able to make because you have more to invest in it. Mm -hmm. It's going to compound quicker. And so you could say in, and he's talking about 20 to 40-year-olds, so whatever, mm -hmm. maybe you're doing this at 30, so that at 35, 40, you can now buy a home that's four times the right. value of the so, one you would have bought. So the thing, so scroll back up. His The topic there is why the American dream is vulnerable. I don't think that the American dream is vulnerable because he's still saying that when you're 50, you're going to buy the home. That's you're the saying American the, the, dream. the dream is still there. The but American dream is still there. But he, for the, these entrepreneurs that maybe they're pushing the dream back. Get, this is just how you get to the American dream. If you want a bigger, better, faster American, like they you're rent maybe for five years yes. and and here's the American the, doesn't have to happen right out of college or right out yeah. of high school right when you get married right when you have a kid no but I mean it, that's I think that's where I hiccup the most is because he's using this word the American dream but he's still advocating for the American dream and I think that that's also where the agents sort of had a, had the biggest problem is because we are selling the American dream and again he's and we are and he's still saying that people want the American dream so I, again I think it's the, the fact yeah. that he used American dream instead of like buying a home in your 20s I mean obviously it was great marketing I mean he's not being, a, he's not an idiot he knows what he's doing and but. being nimble and being able to jump in and out of rents and maybe move locations right. more often is not going to be for everybody I don't no, care no no but but you still happens. have you still have a dream you still have a dream of owning a home you have a dream of actually owning a flipping 
airplane. Like, so have, your American I have a dream of owning an airplane. Yes. That is my American dream. So your your American dream hasn't changed. Yeah. It's, you still have that dream. Yes. Yes. Well, it's just not happening now. Yeah, I mean, my you're working towards my it. dream is to have not have only one home but two homes. I right. I want a home you in have, Naples, Florida, and I want a house in Connecticut. Right. Hmm. So you want to own that down there? You want to own the second? Yeah, I definitely want to own the house in Florida. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't own the house in Connecticut, but I definitely want two homes. Right. That mm-hmm. is definitely one hundred percent a dream of mine. I believe I get there faster. And that's the American dream. By taking a little bit of this Gary V approach. Yeah. So I don't and and investing into my business now. What what to wrap this whole thing up what's most important is what we said in the beginning which is context which is why i gave gary v a freebie when he when the snippet first came out is okay what's the context there he's probably talking entrepreneurs it's it's the context of each individual because this is such an individual decision if you're a military person and you're going to buy somewhere and you're only going to be somewhere for three years you're at you're located somewhere for three years that's a conversation as real estate professionals that mm-hmm. you and I are going to have with that mm-hmm. person of, hey, we don't know what the market's going to look like in three years. You're going to pay right. realtor fees. It may be better for you to rent. We're going to have that conversation. As long as you can find something to rent. As long as you can find something to rent. But I mean, that's an issue, too. I mean, if you've got four kids, I and mean, that, and there you go. And then you can't just then, buy an apartment above yeah. like Walmart. And then the Navy person says, well, I've got four kids. Listen, I my wife's got to she's got to deal with this crap. Yeah. And we want to own our home. So then you go find them a home. Right. But you do make it clear as professionals. Right. The downside to owning for only three years market goes down and you got to pay realtor fees you could swallow a lot of your equity by putting in a big down payment so a hundred percent it's context to the individual's yeah. needs i just think and that the american dream is still do. well and alive and i think he's just putting a spin on that and i don't like it nicole's not giving up her dreams no i i mean well it's interesting though because we also we did have a conversation in one in, in a podcast that you did for for yourself um and we also talked the byron lazine podcast yes. which everybody should <laughs> be following um because we we i mean again this is totally unrelated to because i don't think cars are ever a good investment but we then started getting to the discussion of you know, do you lease or do you own your car? And I lease. I 100 percent believe. Yeah. In so at least you're at least you were sort of like consistent. But other people at the table were like, no, like I buy my car. I'm like, you're buying a car, but like you're renting a house. Right. Like it was all. It's, it's a depreciating asset. That, that That's a no brainer. Yeah, it was. Just, it was very interesting. But all right. Racket so, number two is also a recap for us. Racket number two. We talked about this on a on a real world episode yeah yes we did talk about we did talk about the fact that amazon was coming to i think it was long island city so uh, but going back real quick to gary v yes do you think his response is a racket no i think that it was important for him to no i i think that i i I, once you obviously said your side it made sense i mean he's always spewing about entrepreneurship and that's really what his market is so that makes the most sense to me Again, like I've been saying, I just the whole American dream. I think he's a little thing. bit naive on his numbers of how oh, much people have to put down. I mean, he was like, if a, if a kid has three hundred, I'm like, if that boy's off, got three hundred thousand dollars, he's actually probably not ever going to work in his life. And he's going off because of he these, probably got it from his parents, he, and then he's just like living yeah. off of a trust fund. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars at twenty. He's going off of twenty hmm. percent down. He even said it in that video. Yeah, he did say twenty percent, which is not wh- how people are buying homes today at the no. average price point. 
He also did say, like I'll, I'll give him credit for this. Yeah. He said clearly, because I watched that whole 20 minute back and forth with the agent. He said, and I don't remember this, but I did watch the agent 2021 uh, keynote. He said that he said the same thing at agent 2021. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't believe in buying a home necessarily for entrepreneurs. He said it at his own conference. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think ultimately him coming back, clearing up the statements, mm -hmm. not a racket to me. Um, yeah, uh, uh, your buddy though is still, still enjoying all the the videos. Steve, who's that? Steve, Steve, Steve. Is his name Steve? I'm not sure. Steve Har Hardy's. Harney, Steve Harney. Harney. Yes, yeah. great guy. Economist. He keeps he keeps making his videos. Anyways, racket number two. It's devastating. Mm -hmm. Agents react to Amazon abandoning New York. Uh, what's your thoughts on Amazon? Bailing on New York. Is it a racket? I think it's sad. I think it's sad. I feel you bad. Think sad? I think I feel bad. Well, it's interesting, though, because our, our governor over here in Connecticut reached out like, hey, if New York doesn't want you, we do. Oh, beg and plead. <laughs> get, yeah. Take them uh, any way They're you can like, get them. They're like, no, no, no. We're just going to stay in our one spot. I'm I'm sad. I mean, it, uh, again, I have this other article. Uh, most of the agents are saying this is bad. Well, right. I mean, well, well, it's sort of it's interesting because it actually reminds me of. So I just started watching this show, um, A Million Little Things. And never this, heard of it. No, you don't need to. It's on After Grey's Anatomy on Thursday nights. It's actually never I, heard of that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so he, there's a gentleman. He, he commits suicide. And it turns out that he bought a piece of property um, because there was supposed to be another a, tra a train stop was coming to the city. Okay. And he bought it like he pretty much mortgaged his whole life on to speculation. Buy it. Right. Okay. And it was supposed to like quadruple and his. You feel bad for him? Or? No, okay. I'm, it just it reminded me of that very much so because I feel like there were probably lots oh. of people that were really thinking that this was like this was going to be this is going to be the the moment. Yeah. Listen for <coughs> listen to for this. this. So town. in that neighborhood, um, Long Island City, in mm -hmm. that in that area, yeah. Uh, data shows. That from November 6, 2017 to February 4, 2018, there were a total of 40 condo contracts signed in the area. So that's an average of three per week. Now, I wonder if those were so Amazon employees. Listen, Nicole. Yeah. From sorry. 17 to February yeah. 4, 2018, mm -hmm. November to mm -hmm. three a week. Yeah. During roughly the same period in 2018 and 2019, which corresponds with Amazon's announcement. Mm hmm. There was a total of 130 condo contracts or 10 per week. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of people investing in that area. Yeah. Yes, to your point, that were speculating on Amazon coming to the area. Right. And and undoubtedly, there's brokers here that they interviewed in the article. We'll post the article that have said, yeah, there's no doubt this area, this neighborhood is going to take a hit. Now, it's not going to probably take a hit long term. There's right. still a lot of value in Long Island City. But in the short term, in the next oh, yeah. 12 months, numbers yeah. are going to go down. Oh, for sure. People yeah. are going to back out of these contracts, Well, too. they have to. I mean, w you don't have anything. What are you buying for at they, that point? They were anticipating 25,000 to 40,000 Amazon employees. So what's the uh, government official that um, Alexandria 
Ocasio Cortez. I mean, she has been very vocal. What is on, she again? She's a congresswoman. Congresswoman. Um, she's been very vocal on not wanting this in her city. She does not think it's going to bring good jobs. She doesn't think it's going to bring well-paying jobs. She thinks it's just going to continue to make read off some of the rich, crazy, richer. crazy shit she was saying. Oh gosh, oh gosh, stop! Really, you're going to do that to me right now? You can't find it. Oh lord. Well, well, here's what I'll say about the politicians that are that are sticking their egos and this is what I see this as sticking their egos into business decisions that are good for their states. They are what's that phrase? You slice off your nose despite your despite face. your face. That's what they're doing. Yeah. These politicians are letting their Here's egos get here. in the way yeah. of what's good for their state. It's so funny that this news broke last week and then Charlie Munger, the Berkshire Hathaway number two to Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. He came out on a one on one interview and says California, Connecticut. And, and if you read further, it's not in the headline. But if you read further, he puts New York in that category have been stupid for driving rich people away. You could say the same thing about Miss well, yeah. Cortez. Well, she She's tweets. stupid yeah. for driving 25,000 to 40,000 jobs away. Yeah, there are states, there are towns, there are cities in this country that are dying for 25,000 to 40,000 jobs. I don't give a crap what the uh, jobs report says. Oh, we got all the jobs filled in this country. There are a lot of cities in this country that need jobs. Connecticut's one of those states. We need jobs. We would love to have Amazon bring 25. We're losing population in this state right. the last three years, year over year. You don't think we could use 25 to 40,000 Amazon jobs? This is ignorant oh, yeah. of her. It's just, it's as Charlie Munger, number two of Berkshire Hathaway would say, it's just stupid. Yeah. You are stupid, Congresswoman. Co Re read what she said. Come for me all you want, but my job is to make sure the people are protected in society. Someone's got to look out for the people our system is leaving behind, especially now when most of the wealth created is going to fewer people. Those left behind are the majority of Americans. I feel like Amazon leaving is leaving all your people behind. These 25,000 to 40,000 jobs fit the category of people that aren't the rich, right? right. These are good paying it's, jobs. It's an opportunity. I mean, there's a wonderful opportunity there for these people to start and then build up. Or, I mean, I just, I think there's, I think there's opportunity to, uh, unfortunately, that you lost for like your small business owners. I mean, there's probably a flower shop on that corner. Your real or, estate development. Or a deli across the street that, you know, needs to feed these people. I mean, there's so many, or like your Uber drivers were like, Everybody's impacted. I mean, it's just, because it's so because sad. this congresswoman, amongst other New York politicians, had egos so big that they weren't willing to give up incentives to a to a company like Amazon. Listen, Amazon's gonna be bigger than the government someday. Like, yeah, they're yeah. taking over. You're well, not gonna give them incentives. Come on. And what's really unfortunate now too is that they're only gonna be opening up that one location. So I mean, I can't imagine that they're gonna now have fifty thousand employees in that one spot. So I mean, it was sort of a loss. I feel like for for a lot of opportunity. But I'm just I'm just again I'm an and outsider looking in. It's overwhelming. You can read through all these agents, uh, Lawrence. Uh, Hakimi, a compass agent, says he had seen some local opposition to Amazon among people well, who I were only concerned they were going to get price out of the neighborhood. The yeah. neighborhood was going to do so well with this yeah. that the only concern he had was there was a few people that were 
going to get priced out of the neighborhood. Well, they were also worried, I think, because it was going to be really busy. But I also, I mean, I'd like to think, though, too, that there's going to come a time where those roads are going to need to be repaired. And this is actually their opportunity to be able to afford to, you know, really sort of kick up your infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, again, our state's now going to be throwing tolls out. So you're we're now getting double, triple tax just to fix our roads. I mean, you're going to end up and, and to Charlie Munger's point here about California, New York, Connecticut, these states that continue to say we don't need any any business. We're not pro business. You're going to see what happens. You've already seen it. Where's the population trends going to the south in this country? It's happening. It's happened uh, unless you really want to invite people need businesses, places to work to stay in a state. Right. Period. End of story. And they need businesses in order for small businesses to open up around those businesses. I mean, yeah. just like everyone supports everyone, you know. But All right. Racket number three. So let's recap there. That was a total racket. New York, you total, um. total racket. You guys are mis. Cortez, Congresswoman, you're a complete idiot, and wow. uh, hopefully you do better with the rest of your term. Wow. Racket number three. Mm-hmm. Take a look at Keller Williams' would-be Zillow killer. Hmm. So what they've done, and they announced it on Sunday at Family Reunion down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. they've got a new consumer-facing app that's going to be the Zillow killer. The Zillow killer. I mean, that's bold. So what is the app? All right, it gives you the cons- or the consumer mm-hmm. rather the ability to plug their home in, mm-hmm. to look at comps, to mm-hmm. look at price per square foot comparisons, mm-hmm. finish comparisons, mm-hmm. put some data in, get some data back on what they they should be comparing their home to in a sale or in a purchase. Also, if you're a buyer, you can put in your criteria and it will spit out homes that fit your criteria which is where i have the hardest time that that's where i that's where i hiccup as a buyer it's agent. an algorithm that's saying hey you should be looking at yeah. these ones because you're interested yeah. in this it's just, one i feel like there's so many times i would say probably 75 percent of the time i have clients that say that they have to have a four bedroom and every time they buy a three bedroom so they're actually like in my mind like there still needs to be bodies in front of these people because so missing out on so much, but I think it's sa- it sounds like heaven. I mean, of course, the whole app sounds like heaven. It sounds beautiful. I can't imagine it's going to be a Zillow killer, but HomeSnap made themselves sound like heaven. Oh, see, I never really, I didn't. They made it sound like that when they came well, out. Well, I think what made you feel like it was heaven was because it was branded to you. So like you had your clients download your you know your home and, snap app and and this can be branded it can be individually branded to each yeah. agent and consumer it'll be launching a, sometime toward the end of the second that's quarter in their, 2019. i think that's just there just to make their agents happy because i just i think the the bigger portion here is yeah i don't see unless they push a ton of money into like tv ads and social media ads I don't see a lot of people that aren't connected to a Keller William agent just jumping on this app. No. Unless it just becomes so good like Zillow did where everybody has to use it. But even Zillow, I mean, and you can debate on whether how good that app mm-hmm. is, but Zillow put a lot of money behind ads, right, to yep. get awareness mm-hmm. up and, and Google right. ads especially to get people on there. To me, yeah, should Keller Williams do this? They probably should. I think it's Just great. as every other broker should. Sure. But – you are now 
just trying to make a mousetrap a little bit better than Zillow as opposed to making a better mousetrap, right? You don't think Zillow is going to make their Zestimate even better over the next year? You don't think that they're going to let you come in there and comp your house out? So you're playing on the same level, uh, right. the same playing field as Zillow, mm-hmm. which I think they've already won. That's one thing I agree with Gary Vee. If you go back and watch his Agent 2021 um, keynote, he'll tell you, Zillow's already won, guys. It's over. Right. Now build your brand as agents mm-hmm. so that you have a chance of sticking around. Right. And I agree with him. Zillow has already won. And so to me, I don't know that Keller Williams consumer facing app is going to be that successful no. because I think Zillow's already that much ahead of them. Right. And then if they do something really smart, creative, innovative, Zillow just take that feature. Oh, of course. You know, of course. We'll just take it. Of course. Of course. So sort of like that. M- remember that? Remember? Man, I mean, remember like not long ago, there was like that great app that was supposed to just revolutionize <laughs> do you remember that, that app? change we actually took I a mean. uh a very difficult flight out to arizona for that app <laughs> now if you go all the way back to the first two episodes of the real word mm-hmm. you'll know which app we're talking about because i can promise you this you've never downloaded the app you've never heard of it unless you're have you watched this Change. show all 61 episodes i mean we were we were stopping zillow go, with that app go look up some of the videos from the person that launched that app on how significant of a change for the industry this was going to be it was even when we were sitting there i remember just feeling like yeah thank god i got a good massage today because at least this trip was worth it for that apps don't change (laughs) the industry but i mean i guess that's a wrong statement right like zillow certainly did change the industry the information given the inf- it was really the information that was finally being given that changed <laughs> it is Zillow just finally started giving the consumer the information that they always it. wanted. That's all that it was. You it wasn't it. the name. It wasn't the app. It was just Zillow was the first place to give them the information. And that's what and that's what Keller Williams is saying. They're like, oh, you know, they, it makes them feel like they're smarter. I, your app is going to, like you're saying, is going to be no different. Maybe it's going to be prettier and a little bit easier to use, but people are already getting the information. They know what their neighbor's house sold for. They know what, you know, Joe I think that that's going to get better. I, I think, and that's where I think buyer agents have some vulnerability over the next 10 years is that buyers truly are going to have so much data of oh, these yeah. sales. They're like, hey, Nicole, can I see this house? It's in pre-foreclosure. And I'm like, no, actually, you can't because the person still lives there. <laughs> I mean, it's if anything, it at the least... Last it just like, Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's it, it at least has people reaching out to you and, like, you're able to then... You're then able to educate them if you know what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's... I don't... I think it's great, though. I mean, I... I, I think that it's a fabulous feature for Keller Williams agents. I mean, Keller Williams, and I will give them a high five. They do always seem to be sort of on the cutting edge, thinking, thinking, thinking. And Keller Williams' and, and goal with it. this, to their credit, what's not a racket and what every broker should be doing, uh, their eye towards making this is that their agents will be the Netflix of real estate. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. But the headline, and this could be an Inman headline, yeah. Um, the Zillow killer. The Zillow killer. That's a total racket. Total that's racket. Happening. I was going to say that. I was going to say the headlines are racket. I mean, right. the whole thing is beautiful and great. And congratulations to all your Keller Williams agents. I think you guys are going to have a wow. beautiful platform um, as long as you use it. I mean, that's a great that's a great point, because only 10 percent of agents use the tools that their broker. It's interesting because I'll be honest. I mean, William Ravis has an app. We have a website. I mean, 
if I can't get onto MLS, I'm Googling a listing and I'm just clicking the first link, to be honest. Right. And Nicole, it speaks for the nation of real estate <laughs> agents. Just <laughs> by I the way, because that no, that's most agents do the same thing. Or, or, or your or your client is sending you the Zillow link, so yeah. you're clicking the link. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, so I again, I I think I think this was a good I think it was a good show. Yeah, I love I love your thoughts on the Gary V recap. You know, it, circling back and readdressing his I'd thoughts. I actually also would love to hear from some people that live around Long Island City and see yeah. what is happening. Are you panicking? Are you comfortable? Are you? I mean, because I, I feel like it, you said the word speculation, and I don't feel like it was speculation. I mean, they co like virtually they committed. committed. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. I so mean, until it's done, it's not done. But yeah, one hundred percent. So I mean, I I'm just hopeful that they're able to rebound because again, it was they were talking November to February, right? I mean, so you're talking about like a four month spur. So so hopefully, you know, obviously nothing was sort of luckily um, Amazon didn't come in, set up shop and then abandon. I mean, that would have probably been even worse because then you just now have, yeah. you know, just like ghost city. And if you're a Keller Williams agent, I'd love for you to chime in the comments yeah. whether you think this is a Zillow killer. Zillow killer. Hashtag Zillow killer. Yes or no. Hashtag. Look at you. Yeah, do a little hashtag you in like the comments. Hashtag. And then hashtag Nicole White because it's a better hashtag than Byron Lazine. Because she has somebody impostering on her <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> so funny. All anyway. right, guys, keep it real. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.